Hey, this is Adam with Mile High Stash, the podcast that asks what five albums you would take to a remote Colorado cabin in the event of a zombie apocalypse. Today, uh, we've got MC Big Samir of The Reminders, a Colorado Springs-based hip-hop group that consists of Samir and his talented wife, Asia Black. Uh, Samir was born Antoine Zamundu. Hope I said that right. And like Asia, uh, grew up all over the world and eventually made his way to Colorado as part of a military family. Um, The Reminders are amazing musicians, activists, and parents, and they're doing incredible things on and off the stage, in and out of the studio. Um, uh, Before my conversation with Samir, I actually want to talk about the station that uh, turned me on to the Reminders, diverse and powerful music, and a lot of other music, Uh, 105.5, The Colorado Sound. You can listen to The Colorado Sound at coloradosound.org, anywhere on earth, or at 105.5 The Colorado Sound on your radio dial along the front range. Uh, This episode of Mile High Stash is also brought to you by Wood Songs in Boulder and Moncton Guitars in in Broomfield. Moncton has some pretty exotic guitar pedals uh, you should check out. They had like an original Big Muff in there the last time I was there. Moncton also has some of the best guitar repairs anywhere. I've had a few Les Pauls set up there. And the saying is usually fast, cheap, good, pick two. But that's not true with Moncton at all. Um, All right. We'll talk again after my chat with Samir from The Reminders. Moncton Guitars has been selling vintage guitars, amps, and effects for 31 years and now has a brick-and-mortar shop conveniently located between Denver and Boulder, just off Highway 36 in Broomfield. In addition to a fine selection of vintage and used gear, Moncton Guitars also carries new equipment from major brands like Epiphone, Guild, and Marshall, along with a great selection of Colorado-built instruments. Moncton also offers accessories, lessons, and inexpensive but expert repairs and setups. So check out MonctonGuitars.com today for more info or just stop by. That's M-O-N-K-T-O-N Guitars in Broomfield. So you guys have this amazing background, right? Of like Belgium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm... I'm originally from Belgium. I was raised in the Congo with my dad's side of the family. Yeah. Um, then went back to Belgium. Uh, then my mother remarried and my stepfather was in the U.S. Air Force. But by that time, I was already, you know, mid-teens. So, so you speak French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. French, I spoke French first. Uh, yeah. I came to the States. I was a sophomore in high school, went to Texas. Then I landed in Colorado Springs and been here ever since. Wow. Gasoline lollipops. We played all over Belgium, and yeah. and I just really, really liked it. We spent a lot of time in Holland, but I'm from Pittsburgh, and some of the parts of Belgium are like hearty, like they rem- kind of remind yeah. me of back home. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been to Pittsburgh one time, um, but yeah, Belgium is a great place, man. Anybody that spent any kind of time there love it. You yeah, know, not just not just the food, um, which the food is great. You know, yeah. um, the people who drink beer, if you're into beers, you know, yeah. incredible beer. 
but everywhere from, you know, Brussels, I was born in Brussels. Then I was, I lived in a place called Mons. And then there's a place called Gant that people oh, love. Oh, I love Gant. It's tour. magical. Yeah, when, I mean, yeah, just... when people tour, they go to Gant a lot. Um, Liège, where the where the, mm-hmm. the waffles are made. Yeah, Bruges. There's there's beaches there. There's a little bit of everything. That's the thing yeah. about it is, is you have the city, you also have the beach side and all of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm and glad you, you tour there. Oh, it's it's amazing. We played um, in Bruges and we played in Brussels and um and then like a bunch of small towns. And like, then yeah, so you spent some time in like. On the Antwerp side, yeah, yeah, Antwerp as well. Um, we yeah. played on a radio station in in Antwerp, and this I love this, Antwerp. This guy who interviewed us was like this eighty five year old guy with like long white hair and a beard, yeah. and he came to our show lot that night and was yeah. just like really drunk and dancing in front of everybody. And, oh man, you know. I love it! I love it. Do you go um, back much? Yeah, well, um. Pre-pandemic, we went back like once every couple of years. We went back last summer. Mm. Um, it was my kids' first time going as like, because last time they went, they were tiny. Yeah. So it was their first time going and being able to like, you know, walk around downtown and, you know, really yeah. enjoy it for what it is. And, and they even wanted to go back this year, but, you know, flights are expensive. These oh, days. my God. 1500 is like the cheapest flight to anywhere in Europe. Yep. Right yep. now. So imagine that times five, right? Just I'm like, yeah. uh, let's postpone that. <laughs> I took my kid to Amsterdam last uh, Thanksgiving as kind of the first ever European trip mm-hmm. she's taken. Mm-hmm. She's uh, She was 12 at the time and it was like five or $600 a flight. Yeah. Yeah. And the, it was, it, it was a quick, crazy trip. You know, we were only there for like four days and one day I was telling her, it's worth it. We're going to get on a train. We're going to have this crazy day because I want to show you Ghent. Yeah. You know, and it's, yeah. it's, it's like being in Game of Thrones or something, something like it. that, you know? Yeah. So how do you land in Colorado of all places after, after that? So my, uh, my stepfather got stationed here mm-hmm. and, um, and then he ended up retiring here. You know, my mom's here. Asia's dad got, got stationed here the same summer. My stepdad got stationed here. So we moved. So wow. we moved here the same summer. Wow. And uh, yeah, yeah, and that's how we connected pretty early on. You know, um, within that year of moving here, we met each other, but it was real brief. It was in passing, you know, then uh-huh. we have mutual friends. And and I, over the years, it's like, oh, you know, you see each other all the time. And um, But then from, from there, she went to college for four years in Florida. Mm. And we just always kept in touch. Every time she came back for summer break, winter break, we would hang out. And when she finally came back and was done with school, and we just started hanging out every day. She, she she mentioned she had never really been to a concert. Well, she'd been to concerts like, you know, when you're younger, like Whitney Houston. But, you know, we started going to Reggae on the Rocks. We started going to watch Steel Pulse whenever they're around. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you just, we that's all we, I worked at the record store at the time. I worked at Independent. So, oh, yeah. I got free tickets to concerts. So, every weekend we were going to a concert. And eventually our, our love for music and also being artists, you know, individually, um, they just gravitate. We just, it just grew. You know what I mean. We just mm-hmm. formed this bond that was just so powerful that she would share songs. I would share songs. We would record from time to time, and you know it developed pretty quickly. You know we we had it, we naturally created ten songs together before mm-hmm. we even knew it was a thing. We didn't have a group name or anything like that. It just kind of came about. So yeah. So she's from New York. She's from New York. She's from Queens. So she mm-hmm. was born in Queens and then her dad joined the service. So 
they they grew up pretty much everywhere from Portugal to Germany to England and um so she so she you know globe tried her her whole childhood mm-hmm. and you know learned to speak German when she was in Germany you know got acclimated to all these yeah. different spaces and then you know so so we had this mutual feeling of when we, when we got here it's like we've been all around the world and here we are especially you talk about 1998 Colorado Springs was still fairly small, you know, mm-hmm. so um, we could relate to to our experiences yeah. and we share, we will always share music like, oh, you know, well, I know you're from New York and I listen to a lot of East Coast music, you know, check this out. This is the new Black Star album, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. all these, all these different things. And, and um, yeah, so that, you know, that, that has, that had a lot to do with us connecting to. Did the Springs have a, a hip hop community or did you kind of make one? Right, so um, from from ninety from ninety nine to two thousand two, I was I was in a different group called Acumen. Okay, um, and that's something that we formed. It was me and my sister's uh, ex husband at the time, and um, at the time it was us, and there was a group called FOS, which is Black Pegasus and, and his partner, and uh, we pretty much formed the the hip hop scene here. What we used to do is we used to we used to go to um, talent shows that they had uh, locally, and uh, that was the only platform of performing. And then we would go to different bars and clubs and ask if we could have a night. And there was no hip hop night. They didn't want they, they didn't want anything to do with hip hop. So there was a club called the Underground downtown, and they gave us the basement to do whatever we wanted on Monday nights. Which, you know, it's an awkward, it's an odd night. And that's probably why they gave it to us. But we turned it out. You know, what yeah. we did is on the weekends, we would go and flyer the the regular clubs where people went to dance and have a good time. We would go flyer those. Like, yo, if you want to come to hip hop night, we're going to have B-boys. We're going to have MC battles, open mics and, you know, performances at the end of the night. We would perform and FOS would perform. And that cult- that that cultivated this scene that grew over the years and and, you know. And we did pretty good, man. We started opening for shows and and you know selling out venues eventually. Um, and then we just kind of grew, you know, grew our separate ways. And 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 from there, as I was transitioning uh, from being in a group to to becoming a solo artist, that's when I got with Asia. Mm-hmm. And that's when I would I would record this project, but I say, hey, can you do a hook on this? Hey, can you yeah. add a verse to this? And you know, that's how you know the reminders was born. That's awesome. I was raised in in Pittsburgh on classic rock and then playing punk rock in in clubs and bars and garages and anywhere that would have mm-hmm. would have music in high school and then in, in college at Pitt there was this one night where uh, there was a free lecture it was just like in a classroom but it was KRS one and he was telling the history of hip hop and yeah. I didn't know all this stuff I didn't know that there was conscious hip hop that's what he yeah. he was calling it yeah, so. Yeah. Like immediately listening to, I think your first album um, is Recollect. Is it? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's immediately conscious hip hop. You know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And even I think in one of the first songs on it in Asia, even back then, she was talking about addiction to you know cell phones, smartphones, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you bonded over um, in the first place? Was conscious yeah. hip hop. It's just, and I think it's just, you know, to me, that's the first hip hop I was introduced to. Even mm-hmm. being being in Belgium and, and, and hearing this form of music for the first time, it mm-hmm. was never, from my understanding, when you when you lived in the States, 
you were familiar with East Coast music if you were on the East Coast. Like people mm -hmm. gravitated towards the KRS-Ones and the Wu-Tangs and Nas and more of that. Same thing with the West Coast was more of the NWA and the Ice Cubes, you know what I mean? And and But for us living overseas, we just took it all in. It was mm -hmm. never East Coast, West Coast. It was just whatever felt, whatever whatever you enjoy. But but the conscious the conscious part was majority of hip hop music at the time. Mm. You know, yeah, of course there was because to me, even NWA is conscious hip hop. You know what I mean? It's conscious rap music because it's 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 bringing self it's bringing awareness to what's going on in Compton at the time. Right, and, and it wasn't until it became this commercial thing that okay, let's put all this money to this music. Let's have them focus on selling certain types of champagne, selling certain types of clothing, selling certain types of, you know, so many things down the line that it became more than just conscious music. It became, now it's just a commercial commercial product. Um, Sensationalizing but, the streets, maybe. Definitely. But for us, it was always, okay, we hear, you know, whether at the time we used to just get production and, and instrumentals from from producers. So it was, okay, once we have a beat, what does this beat speak to? You know, what what mm. what do I feel with this one? Let's, and then we would share ideas and just have a conversation and put that into the music. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. it was never like, yo, how how is this going to make people feel? Um, how, you know, let's, let, let's try to sell something. But yeah, so that's what it is, is we will have conversations and then those conversations will become the music. Yeah. Well, there's this international flavor in the music and, you know, um, the most recent album I, I think is from 2019. 2019. Right? Yeah, yeah. Unstoppable. Yeah, It comes out of the gate. It's like New Orleans music and then there's yeah. Latin music and then there's yeah. rapping in French. Yeah. And the only group I can think of in history, and I'm sure you can think of others, but the one I can think of is The Clash, where you listen to mm -hmm. this this um sandinista and combat rock uh these albums where it sounds like they've traveled the world and, yeah. it, and it all went into their music and that's what the reminders sounds and like to me and that's exactly and precisely what happened um you know record like came out um it it picked up pretty quickly we started traveling we took we took we took a trip we were invited to play a festival in chicago and from there more people saw us and started inviting us you know the college circuit you know when you have a student group a student body that invites you to university of michigan for their hip-hop conference then you have different chapters from university of illinois from university of ohio and and so we started doing traveling doing the university circuit that way and and then from there, we were invited to to do um, to play festivals in Morocco. Wow! And this is in 2010. This is before we even have our second album. And and from when we're in Morocco playing these festivals, then we're collaborating with Ganawa musicians, which their whole you know beats are completely different. So mm -hmm. I had never heard of Ganawa music before, right? Or I I I, I had, but I I didn't know that's what it was called, and I didn't understand mm -hmm. the intricacy within it. So then now. Now I'm familiar with Ganawa and and uh more most of the festivals we're playing now are with world musicians from all over the place, from mm -hmm. Tanzania, right? From North Africa. And 
we traveled to Jamaica and and, and got to rehearse at, at uh, Tough Gong Studios before wow. we went and played our show with, with a Jamaican band and just all these experiences that we that grew us musically. And so when it was time to work on mu new music, we wanted to make sure that it reflected our experiences were reflected within the music. Um, where we finally, when we went to New Orleans for the first time, I loved it. I loved it because it's a it's a city in America, but you feel like you're outside. You feel like you're on an island. Yeah. From the there's so much culture in New Orleans, from the food to the way the people treat you to the way the people talk. They have their own culture, and um, fell in love with Second Line. Right, like mm -hmm. people are constantly celebrating throughout the day, whether it's a whether it's a funeral, whether it's a wedding. They're just celebrating, and so we're like, well, we definitely gotta have a joint where we have this second line energy to it. Yeah. You know? So um, Asia, Asia sat in the basement for hours on end, just like we're self-taught in terms of instruments. She picked up mm -hmm. the guitar, she picked up the banjo and, and just teaching ourselves how to, how to work Ableton. You know what I mean? Yeah. Things yeah. that, things that we hadn't done before because we were working so much because we were parenting because, you know, in, in between that we're, we're creating music and performing. Mm -hmm. So we finally took the time to do that. Um, I picked up a cajon, you know what I mean? And we just started. So so the music, so the musicality behind it came out a lot more, right? We we mm -hmm. enhanced it. And and that was really the that was really the goal, man. Was okay, you know what? I can sing and rap in French as well. Let's do more of that. You know, like mm -hmm. let's explore that. Asia is not just a person who sings hooks, but she can legit sing a whole ballad like coming home. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we were like, let's just really push ourselves and do more of that. And and the approach with music now is let's just just do that. Yeah. You know, let's not let's not just uh hey, here's a beat, here's a verse and a hook and a verse and a hook. No, let's do a lot more of this. So yeah. yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad you caught that, man. It, it, it's and that's why we call our music not just hip hop. It definitely has a hip hop foundation and you can hear the hip hop within it, but it's a lot more than that. It's definitely world music. So we call it world roots music. H.B. Woodsongs is Boulder's longest-running music shop, frequented by well-known local artists from Gregory Allen Iskoff to the String Cheese Incident. Starting as folk arts music in 1971, Woodsongs has been a hub for the Front Range's musical community for over 50 years, offering friendly, expert service to customers of all ages and all levels of musical experience. Woodsongs offers the community a vintage boutique vibe with modern conveniences and services. They're musicians too, so they get it. Woodsongs strives to be a place where all musicians, from beginners to pros, feel at home. Along with instrument sales and lessons, Woodsongs does brass and woodwind repairs and features Colorado's finest string repair shop, located directly across the street. Stop by Woodsongs in Boulder today or check them out online at hbwoodsongs.com. Do you know the brother and sister from Iskali in Denver? Yeah, we were supposed to play a show with them in the mountains in Breckenridge, and then and, and then it got rained out. Yeah. Um, and I always hear of them, but I but no, I don't I don't know them. 
Are they, they from they're from Denver. I mean, they were born in Mexico, but um, they've been in Denver for a long time. And they have a very tangible um, music slash activism uh, mm. lifestyle. And everywhere they go, they try to work with the community. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so I'm, I'm wondering if that's if it's that way for you, like what you're saying in your songs, yeah. you're trying to actually make happen. So one thing that happened is, uh, you know, when we got invited to go to to Morocco, um, that was the first, that was the first cultural diplomacy trip we've taken, mm -hmm. and then from there we got to we got to go to to England on the same type of program. We got to go to um, Uganda, uh, China. I mean, we we've been all over the place and uh, Mexico City, and when we take these trips, we perform at festivals. We perform. But then they also invite us to perform at like youth camps, mm -hmm. right? Especially in, in in Morocco, they had they had youth camps with thousands of kids uh, throughout the summer, and so we would hit those up. But and, and now nowadays we do a lot of residencies where we we'll go into a town for three days, we'll have a performance on Friday or Saturday, but then the days leading to it, we'll lead workshops, songwriting workshops, or That's we'll awesome. go into we'll go into schools and and do a performance for the kids who can't necessarily afford, you know. $15, $20 ticket to go to a right. concert. And so after these experiences, it's something that we, we've we adapted and there's something that we do everywhere we go. We try to make sure we connect within that, with that community instead of just, hey, I'm in your town, I play a show and I leave, we mm -hmm. connect with that community. And, and you know, it, it, it makes a difference. You know, you have an impact and these people remember you for your music, but also for your energy and your presence in their, in their, in their town, you know. And what you care about. You know? Right, yeah. right. And um, that's the thing is, you know, connecting with people is a big thing for us. Do you feel a dichotomy between hip hop and kind of the mountains? I mean, it, like, I think um, one of your songs starts with Asia saying, I come from the mountains. Yeah. And that just strikes me as like mountain music is what bluegrass, country, stuff like that. And so it was just so striking to me to hear any reference to the mountains yeah. in a hip hop song. I think it's more, you know, there comes a time where you have to embrace the things that you're from. That go, that means whether it's your heritage or your culture and the things that you come from, or literally where you are at the time. There, there There's a lot of times where you're too busy reminiscing about what you miss about the places you come from, mm -hmm. or you're too busy looking forward to the places you want to be. But when you take a time, when you take the moment to sit still and say, hey, this is where I am. Let me reflect this moment. Let me reflect this environment. Let me reflect how I'm feeling right now. And that's what coming home did. You know, so we, yeah, every time, man, every time that song comes on or every time we perform it, it's like that first line, I came from the land of the mountains. And and, and then describing, describing Colorado the way she mm -hmm. does it. And also describe, because in that song, describing the feeling of, when you're on tour for two weeks, for, for six weeks, and then you're coming back, and if you're driving and you see the mountains, and you're like, oh, I'm here, I'm home. You know what I mean? That feeling yeah. um, is something that's been expressed in a, it, it clearly with, with, with bluegrass songs, like you mentioned. But again, this is where we are. We've crafted this, this, this piece of hip hop music, but that has so much more to that. Because when you hear a song like that, you're like, this is not a hip hop group. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, exactly. So so we have this hip hop foundation and this hip hop base to it, but it's definitely, you know, it's also singer songwriter. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's also yeah. it, it also has this this folky energy to it. 
and it, it also has this this desert blues to it. It also has this this world, you know, African roots, African drumming to it. It has all of that, and and the the best way to experience that is when you see us live, because we bring all of those energies. We bring we, we we'll start out on a high energy. We'll 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 mellow it down with songs like Forever. You know, we'll mellow it down mm -hmm. when we're speaking to you, and even even in between songs, we have a conversation with the crowd. You know, we're, we're we're sharing of ourselves, not just musically, but with with storytelling. It's great that you also stuck around, because you could have easily said we make music that's that's not like the usual music that you hear in yep. Colorado, let alone Colorado Springs. So we're gonna move to where this music is usually heard. Yeah, and 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 it's been and it it, it was encouraged time and time again. You know, to, and I'm not gonna lie, there there's been times where I thought about. Man, could you imagine what could have been if if we would have moved? Especially because within our travels, there's been times where we were in, in New York for two weeks and we've seen how things picked up really fast. We've been right. we've been in LA for two weeks, seeing how how fast things picked up. And sometimes imagining, okay, if I stayed here for six months, if I stayed here for a year, if I stay if I moved here, how different would things become? You know, but We've always, you know, our roots, our roots have been here. Our family's here, you know, so, so we always came back. And, and I think one of the, one of the things that, that I speak about a lot in when we do, you know, public speaking and different things like that is how we cultivated and created a career from here, mm -hmm. you know, in a place that you wouldn't imagine. But the other thing too, is when, you know, I could be in New York on Sirius XM radio. And when I tell people, okay, I live in Colorado Springs, they're like, Oh, the Broadmoor, you know, they, mm -hmm. they, they've been here somehow. They have a connection to Colorado. Right, somehow. Right. So that, that there's something special about this place. That's always kept us here. And that's still keeping us here. And, and, you know, also showing a lot of, because we mentor a lot of, a lot of uh, younger people, a lot of younger artists, but showing them that there's a way you can make it from here. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not going to be easy for sure. You definitely gonna have to work a lot harder than anybody else that's in, in Chicago, New York, LA or Florida, but there's a way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I always say that we don't have access to, to big magazines and record labels and, and radio stations and things like that. We don't have that. That's the thing we don't have, but we have the drive and we have the, the this the magic of the mountains and the, and the magic of the natural springs and these things drive us and these things push us to to be great yeah man so speaking of colorado and the mountains i ask every one of the guests on the podcast a really stupid question uh-huh and it it's almost like a uh <laughs> Dungeons and and Dragons. Uh, okay. um, I don't like know much a, about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a role playing or a sci fi thing. But um, imagine if if um, there's a zombie apocalypse mm -hmm. and you're stranded in a cabin somewhere uh, isolated, way up in the mountains in in Colorado. You don't have your family or your dog, and you don't know what's happened to them. I mean, they might be alive, mm -hmm. or uh, sadly, yeah eaten you know yeah you don't, you don't know a, so basically will smith in the um <laughs> right. i am legend of one of those right movies. right um so the only thing in this cabin is you and food and water and a, a crank powered victrola like an old record player you know yeah. so you don't need a, electricity so if you could bring five albums with you what albums would you bring okay um uh, all-time favorite 
Bob Marley legend. Nice. For sure. Lauren Hill, Miseducation, Outcast. Let's go with. Let's go with Outcast, Equimini. Even the sun goes down, heroes eventually die. Horoscopes often lie, and sometimes why? Nothing is for show, nothing is for certain. I got two more. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, man, I gotta choose wisely. Let's do, let's do most deaf, black on both sides. And lastly, we'll go Michael Jackson Thriller. All right. Thriller. Just a good, a good variety. You know what I mean? You get, get, get the ups and downs, a little bit of everything. Thriller would be good for the zombies too, because it would be like like the video, you know. Yeah, it would be like yeah, action. (laughs) (laughs) So you pick these out when I slay for when I slay them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you pick these albums because. of how um, they've had an effect on your life or how they... Uh, a little bit of both, yeah. You know. Definitely th- those albums had had great uh, impact and, and effect on my life. Mm-hmm. And also when I play those albums today, it puts me in a really good mood. Yeah. You no, know, I think it takes me back and it puts me... In, and it, and it, it's those are well, well-rounded albums as well. Yeah, oh, for sure. I think that's, that's the thing is um, I love well-rounded albums. I... I, I you know, there are some artists who, I mean, even those artists, even all those artists I mentioned, some of they have, some of their other albums are maybe a little too mellow, maybe a little right. too, you know. So, so those are the ones that, you know. And I think, uh, maybe Bob Mar- the Bob Marley one is kind of cheating because it's more of like the best of. But it's still an album, you know. Yeah, it's still an album. So yeah, so that's what I would go with. Some people have really cheated and, and been like, "Well, I'm going to bring a box set." You know, that's one yeah. of my choices. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't do that. Have you guys experienced any pushback in Colorado Springs in terms of racism or bigotry, stuff like that? You know, because the times that I've spent playing shows down there, it's almost like there are two cultures, you know, they're Mm -hmm. the young people who are from there and want to do really cool artistic things. And then there's the whole focus on the family. Yeah. And literally, I mean, I don't think people around the country might understand um, or even believe that there are a lot of people in the springs who literally have like <laughs> tractor trailers full of guns because they yeah. think that something's going to happen i would say when pre pre reminders when i was in the other group before and and we were trying to find spaces to perform and spaces to 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 be artists and be free it was definitely a lot tougher back then and Focus on the family definitely had a lot more power in town. Mm-hmm. Um, I think things have changed a lot. Things have changed tremendously, and and also since since the conception of the reminders and us be doing so good and traveling the world and and I think one thing we did that was smart is go out there and travel the world and accomplish all of these things and 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 start getting recognized other places. Then, 
you're, you're celebrated where you're from. So then when we came back, it, it, it was like, oh, we really love the fact that you're here and congratulations on this and that. Right. And so we, so then we've become celebrated here. And so we haven't had to suffer much racism or, any, or anything like that uh, in terms of, in terms of being able to, to perform and, and, and being able to be ourselves in, in, yeah. in be here. Uh, but definitely it, it wasn't like that, you know, pre 2004 you know in those days definitely the energy was a lot different here things have changed man this town this town has grown so much a lot of people have been moving here and you in just in colorado in general and since the since the since since the the the, the whole weed culture got big here since right. the pandemic a lot of people have been moving here and it definitely shifted the energy that's really good to hear mm -hmm. that is great yeah. i mean i've done shows there a, a long time ago where they're they're actually you know people on the other side of the street with signs okay. yeah <laughs> sure no i've seen it i've seen it yeah and um and i think even those people calm down a little bit that's good maybe it was the weed yeah maybe yeah, <laughs> maybe. yeah. <laughs> you have this line um we in control uh, just remember your purpose what's your purpose man my purpose is to to be a to be a good example to my children mm. to be a good example to anybody who sees me and um and to inspire them to be the to be their best selves. That's 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 my that's my main thing is I love to inspire the people around me or the people who are looking at me to mm. to be their the their best selves. Like I said, to to show people that there's a way. Whatever yeah. it is you want to do, you can achieve it. And and even if it's the impossible, even if it's something that you're like, there's no way. Like, yes, there is always a way, you know. And and I tell people all the time. Yeah, I was I was born in Belgium, but I was raised in the Congo, and and some of my first memories of life were from you know being in Kinshasa or being in a, even a smaller village than that. And now to be where I am, you know what I mean? I'm a world renowned artist, and and there are times where I'll, I'll perform at a school in Southeast Denver, where there are little Congolese kids, and by the time I tell them I'm from Congo, they're so excited. They're like, "Wait!" And you're on a stage, and you're and you're singing, and I can see you on YouTube, and you know what I mean? Like it means something to them, and it yeah. gives them this confidence that they can be that as well. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, that's it's, fantastic. It's, it's huge, and so that's so that that's 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 my purpose. It's part of my purpose is to to you know, if anything, is is to get to 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 light that fire into people. Yeah. What's next for uh, the reminders um, as far as a new album? Well, in terms of as far as new album, it's, it's been really tricky, man, because we have music that we've been sitting on, but the energy with in the music industry, in the entertainment industry in general has shifted so much that we still navigating and adjusting to it. So we've released a couple singles in the past couple of years, mm -hmm. just testing the waters to see, okay. I mean, because nowadays, even when we do shows, People want a few people want CDs, but whenever I bring a bunch of CDs on the road, they don't sell because yeah. you don't have CD players in your computer. You don't have CD players in your car and different things mm -hmm. like that. So we're we're constantly navigating how to go about it. But um, but definitely we're going to release more singles coming up. And um, and we have a few shows coming up this summer um, in, in the Colorado area, in mm -hmm. the northern Colorado area. And um, Asia, Asia, Asia had went back to school after the pandemic. And so she just graduated. Um, she went to school for psychology wow. and, um, and so now that she has the summer break, you know, we're going to perform it. We're going to create even more, create more new songs and record more new songs and just start sharing those with people. That single keep it together sounded like a, a pretty good <laughs> pandemic anthem. Yeah. And that, and that, so that's that it, during the pandemic, uh, we, con we connected with this producer from Denver named Carl Carell. 
And um, he came over for two weeks and we recorded 20 songs. And out of out wow. of those 20, we released we released three so far. We released um, Lumumba, we released uh, 10K, and then Keep It Together was the latest one. And just like you said, it's, it's, it's definitely that energy of, you know, this is where we've been, this is what we're doing, but you got to keep it together, you yeah. know? Because things are not always gonna go your way. Things 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 may shift suddenly for everybody in the world. You know, how many kids do you guys have? Three. Three. Yeah, we have three yeah. kids. Three kids too. That's a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, and it, it it was a lot more earlier in our career in the recollect days when we were touring and they were tiny. And then within that time, that's when we had the third one. Uh, matter of fact, when we were in in Morocco, uh, Asia was pregnant with with our youngest. Um, so, and now he's 12 and our eldest is 17. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So 17, 15 and 12. So yeah, we have big kids. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I wanted to ask you was just, um, I was listening to your albums and then all of a sudden there was this love song forever and yeah. it kind of came out of nowhere. Like when it comes to the rest of the things that you guys were rapping about, singing about. And, and then I realized well, a love song can be conscious too if you're talking about the realities of relationships rather than just something like R. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> How do you write a conscious love song? Well, you know what's interesting is we, I feel like we haven't really written a love song per se. Forever was more inspired by the grief that we've been feeling. Um, so, as we're grieving these people, telling them that we'll love them forever, whether whether they're close or not, whether they're still here or not. Um, and and there's also a song called Greatest Love on that album. And and that one is more of empowering, empowering people to mm -hmm. love themselves. You know, remember, remember that you can say, I love you, I love this, I love them, but remember to love yourself first. Mm -hmm. You know, so writing love songs to yourself. And also writing love songs to the people that have passed on, and that is a kind. You know, we made a conscious decision to to write those songs, um, because everybody feels those feelings. You know, everybody at, at some point you're gonna lose someone, whether it's close or you. You know what I mean? A yeah. family member, yeah. a grandparent, uh, and 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 how do we navigate that? How do we deal with that? You know, that's what that song is about. So it's a love song for that for the people that have passed on. Thank you for sharing that. And Absolutely. I'm really excited to hear the new stuff when it comes out. And, yeah. and also um, I've seen videos of you guys. I saw, you know, what actually um, one of the DJs on the Colorado sound, Margo is, is, is I think, you know, who said, Oh, you got to interview the reminders. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I saw this video of you guys at Red Rocks and I, yeah. I was just completely blown away. Nice. I got to see you play this summer though, at that, at some point. For sure, man. So we yeah we have a few shows coming up. Uh, I know we'll be. Are you so you're in Boulder, right? Yeah, yeah. We're playing Boulder, um, but Boulder the Boulder show we're doing on June 10th with um, the Modus Theater. That is more of a collaborative effort. So they'll they'll have monologues talking about telling their story of their immigration story. Oh wow! And in uh, their experience, and we'll respond with a song. Um, but in which we will still share songs like forever and you know what I mean some it's, it's our original songs but it's not a set we're not playing a whole set it's more a response to the stories but you know I know we're, we're playing a Juneteenth festival in um in Fort Collins okay oh, we're playing um 
what else are we playing? Estes Park, I don't know how far that is from you, but we're playing the, the Friends of Folk Festival for the second oh. time because we played it last year. Um, so, yeah, so we'll be in the area, man. Wh- whichever yeah. show you can catch, I think it'll be fun. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for talking with Absolutely. me. Absolutely. And please really send fun. me some of your stuff too, man. I'd love to hear uh, your music. Absolutely, man. All right. Take care, man. Thanks, Have a good for, your one. Thanks for your patience too to make this happen. I'll give you another hour and I gotta run. I gotta fly away. Leave you to fall. That was Samir from The Reminders and me. And I'm so glad I got to learn more about Samir and his life and, and music. Um, and I can't wait to see them in Colorado uh, this summer. Um, you can find out more about The Reminders at TheRemindersMusic.com where they have um, audio and tour dates and all kind of good stuff. Thank you to Moncton Guitar Shop in Broomfield and also Wood Songs for sponsoring this episode of Mile High Stash. Wood Songs sells and fixes instruments and offers lessons but because summer is here don't forget you can also rent instruments for your kids at wood songs so they're not stuck on their screens all summer uh, thanks for listening to my last stash um, if you can please drop a review on apple podcasts or spotify or google or wherever because it really does go a long way see you next monday as usual You wanna transcend day and night Yes, I'm old-fashioned, I just don't share your passion for